everybody. Welcome to 2024. It's a new year. It's a new you. It's a new business. It's time to take massive action in your business. And guys, just to start off the new year, I wanted to recap and just give you a sneak peek behind the scenes at one of our most recent coaching calls we did actually before 2024. But this was, again, when you guys are working with profit cleaners, you're going to be ahead of the game. And this is the kind of stuff that you'll get to experience in our private coaching calls, upgrading your mindset, upgrading your life, your habits, whatever it is that you're going to need to do to take your business to the next level. New knowledge infused every week that you can take and bring into your business and build it to the next level so you guys can win. So I um, just wanted to give you guys a sneak peek. This is one of our coaching calls, not the whole call, but just a snippet of it before the new year. We talk about some amazing ways to get ready for 2024 beside us as we're growing our business. It couldn't be better. You're getting cutting edge innovation, cutting edge knowledge as we're the average of the people you surround yourself with. So definitely take notes, take action and happy 2024, everyone. Keep it clean. Grow your cleaning business, make more money, have more time. This is the Profit Cleaners Podcast with your hosts, Brandon Condry and Brandon Shane. Welcome, everybody. You've got Andrew, you got Angel, John, Lacey, Tyler. Welcome, everybody, to the call. Keep in mind, guys, these are always recorded. So if you guys miss these calls, or if you have questions, just send them in ahead of time, send them to the group, send them to the email at hello at Profit Cleaners, and we'll get them answered for you guys. Kudos to you guys for being here, because you guys are the ones taking action if you guys are here on the calls. Another thing, let's see here, Brandon declined panelist. All right, let me try that again. Another thing is, guys, um, we're going to be doing probably, and considering doing another call, I got to talk to Brandon Condry still more, but another call like at a different time. So if you guys have Maybe a later evening time or something that might work better. We might consider doing that. I've had a few of you reach out and see if we could do that. So what's going on, Brandon Condry in the house? There we go. Should be able to hear me. Now I can hear you. Awesome, man. How you doing, man? How's your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was good. Got a boatload of snow this morning. Had to bust out the snowblower for the first time. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. You guys got a bunch of snow up in Los Alamos. We didn't get any on Angel Fire, but I know we had like a two-hour delay in Albuquerque or Santa Fe, wasn't that right, Brandon? Santa Fe was bad. I think Albuquerque just got rain, so I think Albuquerque was okay. I didn't start snowing until 6, so the kids started <laughs> at the normal time, but the school bus didn't show up. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, so I drove the kids to school. Who knows where the bus was? You got to make me a host so I can Oh yeah, chat and stuff. Gotcha here. Let's see here. Where did you go? You're a panelist. Okay. All right. Brandon is now a host. Guys, we're going to open up the chat here in just a minute. But before we get too much more into the Q&A and helping you guys with what you're going through this week in your business, I just wanted to, first of all, just tell you guys we're so thankful for you. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for taking action with us, growing your businesses, and just want to say thank you for the opportunity to be working together. It's a lot of fun being in these masterminds together. We learn a lot as much as you guys do, just you know, learning what everyone's doing. And so... One of the things I wanted to talk about real quick before we dive into that in the Q&A was just some notes that I had just talking about preparing to dominate in the coming year, which is something that a lot of people kind of put off until New Year's and they put off until January and they kind of everyone takes some time off during these holidays, which is great. Absolutely want to do that, but also do what other people are unwilling to do, right? So one of the things you should be thinking about doing is maybe instead of waiting till New Year's to write your goals, start thinking about how you can dominate in the coming year right now and don't wait. So I just wanted to spend a few minutes here, guys, 
feel free to take notes, watch the replay, but I'm just going to just give you guys some inspiration, some motivation for what you can do to dominate in 2023. 2024. This I'm sorry, 2023. 20, sorry, we I don't even know what year it is. Sometimes that's the, <laughs> <laughs> what day is it? But yeah, 2024, guys. So how can we dominate in 2024? And this is something you should, again, every year you can be doing, but do it ahead of time. Do it before everyone else is doing it. Hit the gas when everyone's slowing down is the idea so that you can be ahead of the game when everyone's on the sidelines, kind of being like, what's going on? So people are going to be retracting in the coming years and you need to just make the decision right now that you're going to dominate. You're going to dominate with your business. You're going to dominate in your market. You're going to do whatever it takes to win. So how do you produce these kind of results and how do you go from like nothing to something, right? And so the biggest thing, we talked about this last week on our coaching call, guys, but it takes leaders with vision to help people with dreams. Okay, I'll say that again. It takes leaders with vision to help people with dreams. Leadership and business. If you guys are on the owner of your business, you are the leader of your business. Same thing with your family. Same thing with your faith. Same thing with your friends. Same thing with the people that you're around. You're a leader. So you have to start thinking differently. And dreaming is what starts it all. The more you repeat it, the more you dream. This is why we talk about, especially on entrepreneurship, constant visualization of your dreams, right? Constantly replaying what it is that you're envisioning for your future, right? And so the more you repeat it, the more it becomes real. So when you have an original thought, it creates space in the universe that didn't exist before. And your thoughts are like magnets. There's the famous Napoleon Hill quote that he says, thoughts become things, right? So your thoughts are very important. And what you focus on becomes real. It expands, whatever you focus on. So you have to have a specific vision. It must be repeatable. It's the same vision during tough times, especially during tough times. And in a down economic season, you know, this is especially even more important. When people are getting scared, they're fearful, they have all these emotions. You don't want to get emotional in business. You want to stay neutral and you want to keep taking action. So constantly taking action. You probably guys have probably heard Brandon and I talk about it on the podcast, the Pareto Principle, or it's widely known out there in the world. But the Pareto Principle is known as the 80-20 rule. So this is a theory maintaining that 80% of the output from a given situation or system is determined by 20% of the input. So focus focus on the 20% that moves the needle. So a lot of us that are still cleaning or working in the business, that's not the 20% that's going to move us forward. So we got to start thinking about what are the things that are actually going to move the business forward. And so two words I just want to touch on, two verbs, I guess we could talk about real quick. Number one is seeing. And number two is structuring. So we'll talk about seeing real quick. Every single person has a dream. Every single person in your company, all of your employees, including yourself, obviously, but every single person has a dream. It might be to feel better. It might be to become a millionaire. We all are wired with dreams. That's just how we're wired, I suppose. So leaders, if you're a leader, you're the CEO of your life, CEO of your business, you must have the vision to help those people inside your company. And we talked about this last week, but casting a vision so big that other people can see their dreams fitting inside your vision. So if you want to dominate in 2024, you have to be constantly seeing what you want and your mind moves to what you're most familiar with. So think about it for a sec, guys. NASCAR drivers, they're told not to look at the wall. They start spinning out and this is how professional NASCAR drivers are trained. When they start spinning and they start spinning out in the train, they're actually trained to look not to the wall, but keep looking forward, right? So, because that's where their hands will steer. And so a lot of people, what will happen is they'll start steering where they're turning and then that's how they spin off and fly off the road. So as a leader, you got to remember to keep looking back at where you're going and not look at the wall because that's where you're going to veer off and make a major mistake. So again, like we said earlier, thoughts are physical, they're magnets. The world, social media, media will try to get you to look at the wall. That's what it's constantly trying to do. It's a big distraction. So your vision for your business, for your cleaning business, for what you're doing, it must be a big vision. It must be historic. And a lot of us don't think of it that way, but 
Think about it like that. If you start thinking like what we're doing is historic, we're going to make history. That's something that people want to be part of, right? So if you say we're, our cleaning company is making history today, people want to make history, right? Your vision must have a sense of historic in it. So you need to think I am changing or making history. We are changing our community. We're changing one experience at a time. So just think about it. For example, like when someone young dies, it makes you look at your own life and it makes you think, well, time is running out. So make it historic, guys. We only have so much time on this earth. So great leaders are going to be able to get their people to act in the present by focusing on the future. So you have to hold that vision for your team to get them to act in the present. Okay. So when you're a leader, it means you're in front. You're seeing things that most people can't see. Okay. So you need to tell them what you see and you need to constantly remind your team of that vision, right? So create a sense of epic overachievement. Everybody is underestimating us. That might be the case right now. Say to yourself, let them watch us. Let them watch us make history, right? You just got to make that decision, guys. So there's often a gap between ideals and actions and your level of activity is always below your aspirations, which means that you need to have both be elevated, right? Your ideals and your actions both need to be elevated. So by not choosing excellence, you've chosen to do the latter, which is to be normal and to just be mediocre. And so what we want to do, guys, is not be mediocre. We want to strive to be excellent. We want to be the best. So your vision as a leader will come down to one thing, your ability to see people. And you need to tell your teams this as much as you guys can. I see you. I hear you. I love you. Everybody wants to be seen. So your job as a leader is to see your people, see them and hear what they need and do what you can to serve them, right? It's actually an interesting fact here. Um, hostage negotiators, when someone takes the hostage, there's a 2000% greater chance, 2000 times greater chance of releasing the hostage if the hostage taker thinks you understand why they did it. I thought that was pretty interesting. So if they believe, if your team believes that you see them, it's going to make a huge world of difference. So some of us are having issues with teams, with hiring, keeping people around. Maybe they don't feel seen. Maybe they don't feel like you care. So that's something to think about. So you need to see them, get them to believe that you see them. And so number one is learning big vision and use that vision to see people. Okay. And the other thing I want to talk about other than seeing is the structure. Okay. So the structure, think about your life and your company, guys. So Number one, you got to become self-aware of yourself. Like think about when and during your day, are you having the best energy levels? When are you the most aware? When are you like working at your best? This is the time when you should probably have your meetings. This is the time when you should probably structure the things where you have to get the most things done in the day to move that needle, right? Number two, what kind of distractions can derail you? You need to reduce or eliminate those distractions. And usually it's the same distractions, okay? So find out what those distractions are. If it's social media, if it's checking email all the time, whatever those things are, get some structure in your life so you're not so distracted so you can focus and do the 80-20, right? Number three is, are there time sucks? How can you avoid them or eliminate them? The things that you can eliminate and do this more, this is going to help you guys so much to focus on your bigger goal and move your vision forward. Spend most of your time on high impact activities at times when you have the most high energy levels. That's when you should be spending your time to build your business, grow your business through the 20%, right? The 80-20, whatever, the things that are going to really grow your business. And then making decisions for next year, as you guys start to think about what you're going to be doing in this coming year, here's a few things that you can think about. Number one, you should be asking these kind of questions. Does this serve me? Number two, is it reasonable? Number three, does this get my outcome? And number four, is this consistent with my values and my standards? So if you guys ask those questions as you guys are planning out your year, number one, does this serve me? Is it a meeting? Is it an activity? Is it a purchase? Is it actually going to serve you? Is it actually going to help you go forward? Number two, is it reasonable? You need to have emotional control. Great leaders have emotional control. Okay. Number three, does it get my outcome? You should have a vision for your day and you should have an outcome for your meeting. 
when we started doing our EOS meetings every week, we have a major outcome every time we do those meetings, right? So it really, that structure alone was something that seriously helped our business. So those are the kind of things, that's a great example of it. Number four, is this consistent with my value and my standards? So you might be asking, do I need to bring in a partner? Should I take a two-week break in Mexico or Cabo or something like that? Should we hire somebody new on the leadership team? Maybe you should get rid of this customer. I don't know. But you need to figure out what's consistent with your values and your standards. And then just going back to what we were saying earlier, guys, your team will not let you help them if they don't believe you see them. Okay. So again, going back to just seeing your teams, cast that vision, see your people, let them know that you see them, you care. And again, when they're feeling that, guys, you guys are going to be able to make tremendous progress with your business. And if you want to expand your company, again, you have to see your people. And the biggest part of growing a business, one of the biggest part is building your team, right? So we talked about all the time. So business works when you see your people. If they quit on you, you got to remember it's your fault. 99% of the time, they think you failed to see them. Okay. So just some high level notes I had, guys, from getting myself ready for this next year. I just wanted to share those with you guys. So hopefully sparked some inspiration, you guys, as you're building your teams, as you're getting your vision. And just, again, you guys, remember that vision, something you should practice every day right? Every morning when I get up, I meditate and I see my vision and I focus on what I want in my life. And I try to attract those things into my life. I do that same thing when I go to bed at night. And so if you guys aren't doing that on a daily basis, you guys aren't rehearsing your dream, your vision, your goals, it's going to be hard to make that a reality. So I would just say right now, take that action, take the time to plan out your life, plan out your vision. And maybe your vision's too small. Maybe you're only thinking like six months out. Maybe you need to think five years, 10 years out, like way more and really think what is your goal and your vision here and how can you see your people more and show them that vision. So anyways, guys, that's kind of the chat for today I wanted to share with you. Brandon, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that, but we can open up the chat. We can do some Q&A here. Chat's open. So if anyone has any questions, cool. let us know. I want to know who's cool. keeping stats on hostage takers. <laughs> Which part of the Yeah, game? I don't know that. Tracking that. <laughs> that's an interesting stat for sure, man. I don't know, but it makes sense, you know, like that if people are realizing you care and you're realizing why they did it, they would release the hostage. I thought that was pretty fascinating. So makes sense with your employees too. You know, if they feel seen, they're probably going to be more reasonable, easier to work with, easier to help you achieve your goals and achieve that excellence. So yeah, no, all that was good stuff. I do think that in terms of planning for next year, now is a good time yeah. as opposed to a personal New Year's resolution type thing of going to the gym or where people do that on January 1st. And then it's a nightmare to be in a gym mm. the first two weeks of January because everyone goes <laughs> in there, they all want to work out. There's a lot of gyms that actually make that 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle. There's a lot of gyms that make 80% of their budget off of those like first two weeks of January and then everybody inevitably stops going. They don't adapt to the workout routine. Everybody cancels. So so now ahead of that, instead of trying to plan this on January 1st, you've got five weeks left. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Four weeks left in the year. So plan out what you want next year to look like. If you're following EOS, now is a good time to get your annual meeting scheduled, which you can do at the end of the year or at the beginning of next year. Cleaning, at least in our experience, tends to slow down in the winter. New customer uptake tends to slow down. We don't like the existing customers we have don't cancel. It's just that new ones coming on takes a little bit longer usually. So yeah, now's a good time to try and see what you can do to counteract this or planning out what you're going to do in the spring, what things you need to lay out. You need to start designing an ad campaign that's going to launch in February. I'm speaking about this from the US perspective. I know that we have people from Australia that you know are in the group as well. It's warm there <laughs> right now. So you're in busy season. We're the exact opposite. So yeah. 
again, guys, the perfect opportunity. Like, first of all, there's no competition if you guys are doing these kind of things in the first place. The only competition is yourself, especially like we noticed this during the pandemic. A lot of our competition was doing nothing, putting their head in the sand, like not taking action. And so during those hard times when people are fearful or even like hard economic times, like we're kind of in a weird economy still, or again, just times of the year right now when people kind of take their foot off the gas, that's your cue to do the things that other people aren't doing, right? And if you do the things that other people aren't doing, they're unwilling to do, that's how you're going to achieve extraordinary results in your business and your life. And I just thought this was cool too. I meant to put this in the notes in the talk, but during Pearl Harbor, prior to the attack, the American military was ranked number 19 in the world when America was attacked. I think it was December 7th, Pearl Harbor. And within a few months, the American military transformed into the greatest force on the planet. Okay. So this is just a prime example, guys, of no matter where you are with your business, even if you're just starting out, even if you've taken a step back and taken some hits, you can make massive changes and establish yourself as a dominating force if you do some things, if you take some action, right? This is what separates the great people from the mediocre is taking massive action and coupling that with your vision. So if you have a vision, that's going to help motivate you and inspire you to take that action. But if you don't have that vision, if you're not constantly rehearsing that vision, seeing where you want to go, it's going to be really hard to take that action. So again, guys, just remember that massive action is going to change your Tyler's Tyler's got an interesting one here for you. So, okay, Tyler and Emily are new to the group. We have 15 recurring clients. Emily's doing the cleans herself right now as a solo cleaner. So we want to be able to hire but still maintain our same take-home pay since it's our only source of income. We're not advertising because we can't take on any more on our own due to the size of the homes, 4,000 to 5,200 square feet. Those are huge. And it's very tiring to do more than one in a day. So you're doing one house a day. We could take on like more small homes, but that's not who reaches out to us. So how do we take the next step to hire someone, advertise, and still stay afloat? So this is like a chicken or the egg problem. So you want more clients, you're not advertising. You can't take more clients because you need to have cleaners to be able to take them on. So what I would do first, if it was me, is hire someone now, take the hit on the personal pay. It's your only source of income. It's going to be uncomfortable. Being an entrepreneur is uncomfortable. So you either got to raise some funds, borrow some money from some friends and family to be able to float, you know, paying this cleaner while they learn it. So you got to train the cleaner. So you're going to take them out with you, train the cleaner. Simultaneously, if you could swing it, advertise, hey, we have a new team launching on this date. It's three weeks from now. It's four weeks from now, whatever it is. You know, like we're beloved and full and we always have to turn business down, but now we can take it on. And then you wait list people. So you put people on a wait list. Hey, we're starting this new team in January 1st. So you're going to pay them over the month of December to get all trained up. And then ideally, if the advertising is dialed in, which there's a lot about in the course on how to do that, then you get to the point where on January 1st, you've got your trained people ready to roll and you can hit the ground running with this new batch of clients. And then now you're in a game where making sure that the jobs are profitable, you're priced correctly, and that you're paying people correctly as well, because there's a sweet spot there. You don't want to overpay. You're leaving money on the table. But if you underpay, you're going to be a revolving door, constantly training, constantly training, constantly training. So that's... Probably the hardest thing, I think, in the cleaning right now is to go from, I'm full, I'm one person, I'm full. How do we double up? 
Something's got to give. So you either have to reduce your own pay temporarily, knowing that it will double like in the near future if you're able to put people on the team. Brandon and I have podcast episodes where we recount like the early days of Sandia Green Clean and we had borrowed money from some old bosses to like kind of act as investors. And we were paying ourselves nothing <laughs> for a long time. And then we were paying ourselves 500 bucks a month. And then over time, we kind of worked ourselves into the salary. So that's not necessarily for everyone. We built our cleaning company to scale. The goal was to go huge. And we knew that going huge was taking this hit in the beginning. So luckily for us, we both had wives that were employed you know, <laughs> in their respective industries. And they were able to bring in the income and the health insurance and all that stuff to keep the family going. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. Yeah, like the alternative is if you try and maintain the income, I don't see how you could do it without I don't know when the last time you raised prices. Like that's an option. You could raise prices right now, keep your income exactly the same if you haven't raised prices in a while, and then use the excess from the price increase to then hire the new people. And then bonus, the new customers that come on are also at those higher prices. So that is another option. But you do, I mean, you have it, you laid it out so clearly, Tyler. So you have it laid out in such a way that you understand what you have to do. We need to hire, advertise, and stay afloat. Yep. You got to do all that. If it's not feasible on the personal finance stuff, maybe you could dial back the lifestyle a little bit without dropping your income and then start saving that money to build up and then set yourself some milestone. If we pay a cleaner, let's just get a calculator. We'll just do this for real. If you're paying a cleaner, I don't know, let's call it 15 bucks an hour. They're going to work, you know, 40 hours a week and you need to be able to cover them for eight weeks. You need 5,000 bucks. $4,800 plus whatever employer taxes you are, or if they're 1099, it's different, but 5,000 bucks covers you for eight weeks of runway training one person. If you're training three people, it's obviously a little bit different. Also, I'd love to hear more about where you're cleaning and why all the houses are between four and 5,000 square feet and how come no one else is calling you. I'm really interested in how you got dialed into that neighborhood. Yeah. I just want to jump in real quick too. Like Tyler and Emily, I think you guys are doing awesome. I just talked to Angel. She's on this call too, Angel Houston. She's in a very similar boat. So I'm just going to tell you guys, and there might be other people on this call or listening to the replay that are in the same boat. This is a very common issue that comes up when you're starting your cleaning business. And the good news, and if you can look at the silver lining of this, Tyler, is that you guys already have 15 recurring clients. You're not starting from total scratch. Angel's in the same boat. She's got like 15 or 20 clients. So you guys are both trying to make that leap to hire a team, which is scary because you're like, this is how we're surviving right now. So you got to start thinking more abundantly. You got to start thinking that once you take the right actions, actually like more customers are going to solve it all for you. So like if you can hire a team and somehow find a way to immediately increase your customer base, which I've got a few ideas for you, but outside of just running ads and stuff like that, if you've already got 15 or 20 clients, you have established rapport with them and you, you have conversations with them and they know you personally, that's a tremendous opportunity with the small customer base to reach out right now, especially during the holidays when people are maybe being a little more sentimental or thoughtful. Reach out, give them a Christmas card, give them a handwritten card, stop by, drop off a coffee, drop off something special that you know would mean something to them, right? Make an experience out of it and ask them, how's the cleaning going? Tell them what you're doing. Say, I've got a team we're trying to hire, but I need help. We need more houses to clean. Would you do me a favor? First of all, people love doing favors when you ask people to do favors. It makes you more likable, as weird as that sounds. People want to help small businesses. So the first thing I would do, Tyler, and I told you this angel yesterday on our call, is reach out to your existing customers, create an amazing experience for them, ask them how the cleaning is going, and then ask them just verbatim, just be like, if you're getting such great value out of this and you love the cleaning, who else do you know that would benefit from using our services? 
right? And just ask them for a referral. They might give you two or three referrals. So immediately you could take your 15 customers and turn it into 30 or 40 or 50 customers really quickly just by leveraging your existing customer base. Zero marketing, zero advertising, just make an experience for people. If you are, and if you, if hopefully you already have been doing that. Hopefully the cleaning has already been great for them. But do something to go the extra mile to make them say, wow, that's incredible. I didn't expect that. And then you're going to ask a favor and say, hey, would you mind doing me a favor and like call up two or three of your friends or neighbor, family or neighbors? Like we're trying to grow this business. So Tyler and Emily and also Angel and anybody else experiencing this right now, as soon as you do this, you're going to hire people. You're going to have, you're in a really good position actually, because as opposed to starting from scratch with zero customers, you have 15 customers, recurring customers. You have a decent schedule already built, like a part-time schedule for your teams. So immediately you could hire a team that's going to get you out of the cleaning. So then you need to go like balls to the wall and just go get those customers, right? Like free up your time from cleaning. If Emily, you're not cleaning. If Angel, you're not cleaning, whoever else, if you're not cleaning because you hired somebody, now you can go get those customers. That's the whole point of getting out of the weeds and working in your business so you can work on your business. Now you can actually do the Pareto principle and you can do the 80-20, focus on the things that are actually going to move your business forward, which right now is go get those customers. So however you have to do it, it's I think the easiest way is just leverage your existing customers. Go ask for a favor, go ask for a referral. And that's really the case with all of your customers. If you can take one customer at a time, create one experience, one testimonial at a time, turn that one customer into five customers organically, that's the best marketing there is. You don't need to do any marketing if you do it that way. So yeah, this is a good way to like tackle it. So instead of, if you have 15 customers, it's very small. You can go door to door to 15 people with some kind of holiday gift. Hey, thanks for being a customer. Here's what we're trying to do. Next year, we're yep. going to try and double up, hire another team. We could really use yep. some referrals from you. Yep. Here's this gift. Thank you so much. And then when you reach out to those people, tell them, this is when we're shooting to have it done. Can we put you on the wait list? Can we get you scheduled? You can talk to so-and-so that referred me, you know, to ask them about how it is. And then if you wanted to get, if you think that it would work, you know, depending on the clientele, you know, your clientele better than I do, maybe you could ask for a deposit. Like a hundred bucks gets you on the schedule and then that gives you a little bit of runway or whatever it is, whatever you think is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Give you a little bit of liquid capital to do some things with. I don't think you need to run into the advertising game right away. I think the referrals is the way to go. And then depending on the size of that neighborhood, because you're well-known, there's strong word of mouth, you just start with a direct mail targeting that neighborhood. Make sure your car is looking funky so people can see you in that neighborhood over and over and over again so you're not flying under the radar. So yeah, I think that's a really good idea. We also do like a referral program. So like on top of asking for that referral, tell them, hey, your next clean is free. Every person you send, every recurring customer, your next clean is free. If they're sending you a $5,000 a year customer and you have to give up a $200 clean, that's still a great return on your investment. So I'm just saying that's the first thing I would do. Even while your teams are out cleaning, if you want to get more customers in that same neighborhood, like just get super aggressive. Like if you guys aren't cleaning, go walk around to all the houses in that neighborhood, knock on their door. Do the same thing. Give them a little holiday gift or a little card or something. Say, hey, our teams are in the neighborhood. You've got an open spot on the schedule today. Like, let us showcase our skills. Let us show you what we're all about. Can we do a clean for you? And even if it's a free clean, a discounted clean, hopefully the idea is you get some money from it. People want to sign up. But even if it's just getting out there, getting a review, getting people talking, that's going to stir up that momentum. So you guys got to remember that momentum is not caught. It is created. You have to create that momentum. And so right now you're in a spot where you've got to create momentum. 
You've got to get out. You got to get out of the cleaning, hire somebody so you can focus on getting the customers. As soon as you get more customers on the team, everything everything gets better. Every, that solves all the issues you're having because now you have more customers coming in the door. You can pay for your teams. You can pay for your people. And if you've already got existing customers, that's amazing because you already have revenue coming in the door to start paying them. So Brandon was giving you that example of you're going to need $5,000. That's eight weeks of runway. That would be not including any of the money you're already bringing in. You know what I'm saying? So if you're already bringing in money, just start giving your team some of that money free up your time so you can go get the rest of the customers. Simple as that. Um, Keep it clean. Keep it clean, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining us today. To get more info, including show notes, updates, trainings, and super cool free stuff, head over to ProfitCleaners.com. And remember, keep it clean.